Oh, hey, you made it. We weren't sure anyone was able to get the broadcast. We found this huge vault full of cool things from before the event. Yeah, do you want to come check it out? Hi, I, guys. How, how do I do this again? How do I introduce the podcast? I'll do it. <clears throat> Hello! Welcome back to the Don't Go Outside podcast. Hi, guys. We haven't been here in a while. <laughs> Hi, guys. Because we had to go outside. We went outside for a little while. Oh, God. We don't recommend you do it. That's no. why we started this podcast it's, back up. It's really rubbish. Uh, we recommend staying in the vault, actually, because outside they make you do work. Guys, we've been away for a long time. Um, probably at this point, by the time this podcast comes out, probably a little over two months. Ooh, two months. Uh, Segway Mutant, uh, he technically owns this vault that we live in. Uh, he realized he could charge us rent. Uh, just He's been letting us live here for free. So we were pals. Then um, he found a he found a little uh, landlord's handbook and said he wanted money. Yeah, so we had to start paying rent, which, I mean, as much as we liked being unemployed bums in the vault, it meant that we had to go out and find employment. I, I started waiting tables with Fanny Beasts. Yeah? How was that? Um, well, you know... It wasn't too bad. Uh, I mean, being sexually objectified by like all of the mutants was—it was pretty rough. Um, but you know, sometimes you just let them cop a feel, and then you got like an extra tip. Tips. That was pretty good. I, I heard mutants don't tip. Uh, they, you know what? That's actually it's a stereotype, man. It's a, it's a, it's a Mikey, stereotype. Mikey the mechanic. You've been listening to Mikey too long. No, um, you know. they do. They do tip. And Fanny is—you know what? Lovely woman. I, I expected her to be really rough around the edges. A tough employer. She's. You know, firm but fair. Good boss. Good boss. Good boss. You know, she'll be she'll she'll bust your ass if you're if you're slacking. However, you know, if some customer's giving you shit, she's got your back. She's behind you with the shotgun. Like brilliant. Yeah, she's great. Lot also, of dead customers. As long as you don't ask what goes in the broth, you're fine. Golden. Uh, you're just not allowed in the kitchen ever. So I mean, that's what I've been doing. I've been working. I've been working real hard. I mean, she works you hard. I mean, we're yeah. talking like. We're talking like 28-hour days. Christ. But yeah, it's good. I've done about a month of straight work, and now I've afforded a few months' rent, so I can get back to, you know, podcasting, sending out the radio recording for all the other survivors to listen to our innate ramblings about media. Yeah. I went out and tried to get a job, but I was very swiftly kidnapped. Oh. By a... Uh... That explains the bruises. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was... Uh... So one of those... Uh underground uh, secret labs you, you hear so much about mm-hmm. there's always rumors people say oh my son got kidnapped uh, by secret lab robot um, it was basically a, a very heavily concentrated version of what we do here i was kidnapped i was forced into a very narrow metal tube in front of a tiny little screen it was very dark and i just was forced to watch shit movies from the past two years every couple of hours some uh very fancy looking people with uh, giant fake smiles would feed me food, make me drink their water. I was in there for about, oh, I don't know, maybe 24 hours. Jeez, that sounds very... Long stretch. Yeah, room one and one Yeah, it was, uh, it was, you know, I got a nice seat though. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fed, but I, yeah, I wasn't allowed to leave. Because they said if I opened the door, we'd all get sucked out. Oh my god, that's... They scared us, brainwashed us a little bit. He just, what, what could they possibly learn? He just forced us on, told, told me, made me tell them who I am, where I was from. Mm. Asked me if I was a terrorist. Are you a terrorist? Uh, apparently not. I passed the test. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. Yeah. Um, one guy got dragged off, kicking and screaming, because <laughs> they said uh, there wasn't enough room for him. And another man uh, got in a fight with one of their other people. Um, so, yeah, it was just pretty chaotic, but I was... All right. I was in one of the nice seats, so it's fine. And then I left, and I was like, "Well, you know, time for a time for a beefsteak, a beefsteak <laughs> brew." Well, you always need it. Crack that bitch open. <laughs> was it one of the good ones? Because I mean, it, oh, it's just they make it with what's <laughs> it's just a, bit a of hand. A gamble. It's big time. It can be very wildly. Uh, it was a bit oily. And mm, you know what? I'm a fan of the oily ones. My favorite ones are the oily, meaty ones. Yeah, the ones that are a bit like Bristol powder mixed with diesel. That's it. That's they kind of they get you somewhere. Also, the, sometimes there's a rubbery edge, and I, I don't hate it. Yeah, the rubber's all right, but 
Rubber's one of those things that people smoke now, so... True. You know, it's like drinking a cup of tobacco, but... Hey, hey. <laughs> That's where I've been. I was forced into a little tube. Yes, forced into a forced experiment and uh, indentured servitude. That's where we've been. Watched a couple of good films, though, on that tube. Got this off the back of a truck, man. <laughs> Fell off a truck. Just, uh, just in my hands. The company, the factory made too many. Um, you can have it. You can have it if you want. Um, just, I'll sell it to you for, for ten. For ten. I said ten caps, boys. Uh, totally legit. Tech boys, stereo sales. Um, stereo's definitely not stolen. Hehehe, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hey, all right, all right. If all you right. don't tell, we won't tell. We won't tell. I. They just made a couple too many. It's just falling off the back. Hey, all right. Don't need to tell the police. Uh, there aren't any police, though. Don't need to tell the warlord. Don't need to tell the warlord. Or the kings, or the queens, any, any of those kingdoms. Just turned into an old Scottish man. All right, <laughs> right the kings of the kingdoms. Oh well. As this is episode 11, we've, episode 11. we've passed number 10. And we've been away for a while. Patch and I are happy to announce that this is the first episode in season 2. Season 2. So we're calling this season 2, episode 11. It's still, So it's still the 11th episode of our podcast, but it's we're in season 2 now. We figured maybe do like 10 episode chunks. Yeah, I like that. Um, you know, uh, quite fitting. I have a lot of news actually that uh, continues a lot of the story arcs <laughs> from last season. There's uh, Nintendo have been up to some shit. Mm-hmm. There's a new Total War game been announced. I've got some thoughts on Taboo. You've got some thoughts on a uh, old, on good old Taboo, which I was talking about for a little while. Um. So yeah, what have you been doing since we've been away? In between your twenty-eight hour shifts and uh, um, and paying rent. Well, you know. Uh, I've been sleeping a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I say sleeping, more like just having night terrors. Night terrors, constantly remembering the event and watching my family die on a nightly basis. On a nightly basis, Shit. it's pre- the wasteland's horrifying. Yes, but it's well. I like. I think we give our listeners a bit of the light edge, and they don't see the true horror. <laughs> it's a nice time. I mean, I'm, I've had a nice time down in this basement. It's only since we've been able to. Wait, it's not a basement. <laughs> it's a vault. It's not a basement. We don't live in our mom's basement. Guys! Right. It's not a murder basement. What have I been up to? I've done a number of things. One main thing like that has consumed a lot of my time. Alright. But I'll go over the I'll go over the, the littler things first, and we can maybe do a bit of back and forth if you're interested. Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack is back. Yeah, I heard it was season back. five. Mm-hmm. You watched any? I watched some of the old one very recently. It's very good, but it didn't hook me enough for long enough that I was like, I need to watch more. The but new I heard one it was coming back. Is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, I really liked the old one, so I was already a little committed to it. But the new one is knocks it out of the water. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Aimed towards the audience who grew up watching yeah. it here, yeah? Like, really, really brilliant. Really, really brilliant. And it's got that really... I really I've always liked Samurai Jack's... I don't know what the word would be, but janky art style. So you'll have the weirdly, really cartoonish sort of Dexter's Lab style stuff. Uh-huh. But then you'll have these, like, beautiful vistas and really nice contrasts. Um... And uh, both of these existing at the same time, I've always thought was just a wonderful juxtaposition. Um, but also, there's a sort of series-wide story arc, mm. which is just great. Um, it's dealing with loss, dealing with like failure, all the hits, really, really good. Leading up to his final battle with Aku. 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 Yes. And um, so, I would recommend anyone watch that, even if you like. Even if you just aren't, even if you not watch Samurai Jack, the older ones, just if you're into animation in any way, I highly recommend it. Okay. Um, so I've been watching that. Um, I have watched Rick and Morty season three, episode one. Rick and Morty Shadow Drop, Shadow oh. Dropped on April Fool's Day. What a release! That's eh? pretty good. What a release! I mean, yeah, it was really good. I mean, they're not gonna release the rest of the season till July. Yeah, it's, it's summer, summer. Yeah, summer. but it was a good little thing to tide you over people were well people are desperate for it really i mean really desperate people lost their shit yeah yeah it was very good uh what an episode i watched it twice i think it was a really good episode yeah rick escapes from prison 
Oh, spoilers. <laughs> well, you know he's going to do that. They're doing a third of course season. He is. He's still going to spend an entire third season in prison. No, it's going to be like Prison Break. That's, that was the, the entire season. The original pitch. It's just going to be Prison Break and Rick and Morty. Released a whole load of spicy memes into the universe. Oh, Szechuan the, sauce. The memes got, like, I mean, the Rick and Morty memes hit critical mass yeah. the week following. Uh, the Szechuan sauce stuff. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was uh, it was just all over the place. You know, I'm I saw t- that before I saw Rick and Morty. I was like, "What is this?" I'm going to tell you all, guys. I'm going to tell you this, and I might receive some heat for this. Szechuan sauce is fine. No, I think it was a particular brand of Szechuan sauce. And, like McDonald's, it's going to taste like McDonald's sauce. It's <laughs> going to be like, sugar, like sugar syrup, potato starch, and maybe a little bit of spice and some maybe some Chinese five spice. I think therein lies the, the thrust of the joke. The thrust of the joke. So, all right, Shakespeare, what are we after? Because so, come on, like, so the point is, like, it's a, just an irreverent thing. Rick is obsessed with. He wants to get his Szechuan sauce. It's just a silly thing that he wants to do, and it only sounds so good because he keeps repeating it. No, but like, I understood the thrust of that joke. Yeah. What I don't understand is how people like. Do you think are it's... people actually now clamoring? Oh, for yeah, man, up? people are clamoring. Like people are going mental for it. Really? Yeah, big time. Oh shit! I've seen like. Different videos of people inventing Szechuan sauce recipes. I've seen people like, <laughs> like trying to do like petitions to get McDonald's to redo it. Um, like even our local chicken wing repository. Uh-huh. Would we call it a repository? Chicken wing restaurant. Restaurant. Well, restaurant's a bit too. Chicken, chicken wing Valhalla. Calf. It's a calf. It's a calf. It's a calf. It's a calf with gay and stuff. Uh. Um, Wings Edinburgh recommend you go there on Fish Market Close not a sponsor but if you want to fishing for that sponsor we will, I mean that is the top sponsor choice of ours yeah um, this is like for the tier that we're at that's our that's our, that's deal, our, that's our goal yeah. uh, they've made a shares one sauce one as well oh really yeah you're quick on the mark with that uh, and you know, they call it rubber what is it wobble of a dub dub wobble of a dub dub but is it rubble of a dub dub because it's no, a rub I think it's wobble of a nug dug because it's yeah. on nuggets it's on nuggets, Patrick. It's not funny. It's on, it's on, but it's but it it's on nuggets. They should just call it the McShazwan sauce or something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the, the thing is, I should, probably shouldn't talk shit about wings or <laughs> clamoring for sponsorship. Yeah, do not talk shit about wings. I have criticisms. I'm I just... will. I fucking. I will ban you. <laughs> <laughs> they're that they're they're a wonderful restaurant. Thank you. Uh, to quote Arrested Development. <laughs> they are though they're great um, and any anyone anyone who's wrong is a hater and that means they're wrong you're wrong <laughs> do with a lick of paint though I mean no that's part of the aesthetic man what filth fuck <laughs> off <laughs> the man I love in a town way down in Dixie needs to start you join us today on the western side of the wasteland where the jungles turn to dust, and we watch tumbleweed mutated into enormous sizes of double-decker buses whip through the dunes. Have you ever wondered where your spare bottle caps go? Today, for the first time on film, we have found a small species of mouse named the Bottled Cap Bandit. With the miracle of modern lens technology, we can now see exactly what's going on within his habitat. Washing machines, back of couches, and old socks. Amassing huge fortunes in his bottle cap burrows, hiding most of the wasteland currency. Single-handedly, this mouse has debased the entire wasteland bank. 
causing the recent Wasteland financial crash. Get out, cousin, single-handedly! <laughs> Look at me, I got all this money stored away, I ain't even gonna spend it, I'm just gonna dive into that like Donald motherfucking duck. Wow! <laughs> I've watched a couple of films. I watched. A, I was forced to watch a couple of films. <laughs> you were, you were. Um, so I watched Get Out. Have you seen Get Out? No, everyone is fucking going crazy over Get Out, though. You know, it's really good. However, it is not 100%. Like, nah. You know how it maintained. Uh, Get Out, um, just quickly. It's uh, first film by Jordan Peele of Key and Peele. Key and Peele. Fame and SNL stuff. Great writer, great guy. Um, he wrote a thriller... That's sort of like a allegory for black and white tensions within the U.S. Um, called Get Out, and for a while it, it held a one hundred perfect one hundred percent score on Rotten Tomatoes, one hundred percent audience, one hundred percent critic. Cool, which is pretty unheard of. Yeah. However, after having seen it, I wouldn't. I, it's a really good film. Give it like a strong seven out of ten. Yeah. But I would not give it one hundred. I mean, it's a great film, and it's like it deals with some really good themes, like. Do you, do you mind if I spoil? Um, I don't know if there's... Is there much worth spoiling? Because basically, what, the way I see it, the from what I've seen from the trailers, the White family try and brainwash him into being, uh, you know, more like a white person. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I wanted to touch on. Because it's like, what it raised for me was two things. One, it was like, when they were driving out to her house mm -hmm. and our, our black... Um, protagonist was in the car I felt myself thinking like you shouldn't be here man go home why are you here okay you know you're yeah. in danger you're clearly in danger don't be dumb and then I like I thought about that and I was like no he has every fucking right to he shouldn't feel nervous but the film's like wanting you to feel that way well, yeah and it, then it made me think like is that the way black people feel in these areas hmm that's and if it is that's horrible riddled with social commentary and it's like and obviously, I never would have thought that because I'm a fucking pasty white Scotsman. Yeah. Why would I think of that? Um, but this must be something that they think all the time. Yeah. I'm going into a predominantly white area. I should feel nervous. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the way it made me feel. Um, the second thing, it was like... It was this sort of like smiling hidden racism that's so present within what seems to be liberal and educated middle circles, class middle class circles it's like yes okay we're completely okay with black people we like the concept of black people we don't mind looking at them but only if they adopt our culture right yeah because th that was in the trailers you know? as well there was like yeah it's like you can be black as long as you have adopted white culture mm -hmm. because your body's fine I've managed to get past the genetics of of your blackness but your culture still, I find, repugnant. Right. That's, that's right. the feeling I got from the film. And it's like, you know what? I can kind of understand that. Because, like, the way that... And it's another thing that made me think, like, white culture and black culture in America are the same age, more or less. They mm -hmm. both developed independently at the same time. So why would white culture be viewed as more... more genuine to the United States than black culture? These are both completely valid cultures. Well, one is quite literally a minority. Yeah, it, I mean, very true. That's, I think, the really... Things get really weird when we talk about race on this podcast. It's very <laughs> that's because neither of us are very smart. Yeah, none of um, us know any black people. <laughs> we live in Scotland. In Scotland, there's not many. Um, but yeah, that's that's what, I, what it made me feel, that like... Certainly, if the film is anything to go by, then it seems like there is a trend within white middle class America that you'll say all the things that not sound racist, but you've not truly embraced the other race. Yeah, yeah. If you just embrace the way they look and don't embrace the culture that created them, then you're not really accepting that that race. Sure. Really. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're paying yeah. lip service to the idea rather than actually doing it. So it, it made me think all these sort of things. And I think any film that does that is pretty good. Yeah, the film did what it... There was a, a couple of it. points where it, like, it dropped the tension and it like did some janky things. 
um, in a bad way, not in a good way, like Samurai Jack. Okay. Um, did some stuff that I felt was out of place and uh, kind of knocked me out of the experience a little bit. Mm. However, for the most part, yeah, pretty good. Cool. I wouldn't say it's the perfect home run that everyone's saying it is. Um, thematically, and certainly the alleg- allegories it draws, I would say they're a perfect home run. But like with the actual structure of the film, I would say there's some failings there. Okay. Cool. Yeah, no, it sounds really good. And let's let, let's not talk about race anymore. Yeah, let's just, neither of us are qualified. Yeah, things always get weird. I have to do loads of editing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just awkward. It's like watching an episode of Top Gear, only maybe half the charisma. <laughs> half the charisma and twice the self-awareness. Twice self-awareness, 0% of the budget. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so speaking of home runs, um, I just want to continue uh, talking about uh, Nintendo's home run of complete baffling ideas <laughs> they've had in the past year and a half, maybe. Mm. I have read a bit, little about this, but I know you'll probably know more on the topic. Yeah, so Nintendo, uh, we've we talked about the NES Classic a co- on a f- couple of episodes, I think. One being, I can't wait to get one. Mm-hmm. Next being, I can't fucking get one. <laughs> and then I continued that into our Switch talk, being like, well, I hope... You know, they've learned from the NES Classic and make enough Nintendo Switches uh, because people really want their products, they're just not making them. Uh, So instead of making more products to cater to the audience that really wants them, they just decided, ah, let's not make them anymore. (laughs) Uh, Nintendo... uh, So the the mini mini SES, what was it called? uh, Last week... The NES, uh, Nintendo last week, Nintendo announced that they are discontinuing the NES Mini. Um, what it had like a five-minute run. That was too much. Yeah, it released in end of September last year. Lasted till uh, what are we on? Uh, probably the sixteenth of April. Like the decisions Nintendo makes recently, recently don't make any sense. The, the, well, ever it's Nintendo. None of the, what they do makes sense. It's why they're such a charming business. They have enough money to just do whatever the hell they want, but like whatever they want to do, just makes no sense. Mm. So this is from IGN's uh, website, uh, saying a Nintendo representative provided the following statement to IGN. Um, Throughout April, uh, Nintendo of America territories will receive the last shipments of the Nintendo Entertainment System NES Classic Edition systems for this year. We encourage anyone interested in obtaining this system to check with retail outlets regarding availability. We understand that it has been difficult for many consumers to find a system and for that we apologize. We have paid close attention to consumer feedback and we greatly appreciate the incredible level of consumer interest and support for this product. Goodbye. <laughs> what? We admit that we you really like this product and you were buying this product. People are willing to shell out about five times the market price on eBay for a Nintendo for an NES classic and they're just like well you can't get them but we can't make them so (laughs) see you later enjoy the Nintendo Switch and also good luck finding one it's like it don't see it's shit like this that really makes me believe that Nintendo is just run by people who just want to make games oh fucking uh, I don't know I don't know how to run a factory. <laughs> I mean, that's quite a positive notion to come out of that, actually. I never really thought of it that way. You know, like, uh, what? what's the logistic chain? I, I just I just want to make Mario's jump awesome. Didn't think I'd actually have to produce the bloody <laughs> thing. Christ. You know, just God. make one and everyone come around to Miyamoto's house to have a shot. <laughs> Guys, um, oh, is that lovely big Canadian chap? What's his name? Reggie. Reggie. Get Reggie on it. Reggie. He seems calm. He could do it. <laughs> get you, get, get him Reggie to do it. it. Oh, poor Reggie. Uh, <laughs> Reggie's just like, guys, please help oh, me. Reggie released another statement which I heard, but I can't, I don't have it yeah. to hand, but it was similarly bonkers. <laughs> like it was, it was saying something along the lines of, we underestimated how successful the NES Classic would be. Uh, essentially, they wanted, they basically thought it would be uh, older people who are around around the time of the NES who don't play games now would buy mm-hmm. it and be like oh this is a thing from my childhood I'll buy one and play the games from my childhood in my spare time essentially they only made enough for that demographic <laughs> literally only made enough 
for that demographic. <laughs> but everybody, it was the top Christmas present Re- last year. Retro gaming is a thing, Nintendo. Yeah. Like, you sold Shovel Knight on the DS. You must know. Yeah, they don't know. That's the problem. So <laughs> You're mad. So, yeah, they just sort of said, well, you can't, you really want them. We're not going to bother making them. Uh, good luck paying top dollar on eBay. Um, yeah, uh, although they announced uh, later in the week, next year, they're going to do it all over again with the SNES Classic. I'm not even joking. So they're doing the SNES this year. You know what? I kind of hope they f- completely fuck up the logistics again. No, they're going to. <laughs> because let me tell you, they're continuing this trend with the Switch. Yeah? Yeah, so um, I have pre-ordered a Switch because I couldn't find one anywhere. I spent a week going to every game outlet in the city. And these days, like physically going and buying a games console is pretty difficult. If, unless you order one online. There's mm-hmm. like there's no uh, well, games shutting down, HMVs shutting down. Uh, where else can you buy consoles? Um, Electronic Boutique. <laughs> EB Games. EB Games. I remember EB Games. Electronics Boutiques. They're, That's, they're when done. did they close? They got like, 2004? Yes, yeah, so they got bought by Game. A while ago. And yeah. now Game is now phasing out. Yeah. Um, so it's difficult to actually physically go and buy a game. Toys R Us. Smiths. Uh, sponsor us, by the way, guys. That'd be cool. I mean, none of these brands are going to sponsor us. It's not Smiths, toy makers since 1872. Who knows? That's oh, the... did they actually build the Switch themselves? Did you get the plans through from Nintendo? Yeah, they, they got the blueprints. It? They still can't make enough of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I I did multiple phone calls every day of the week to all these places being like, do you have a Switch yet? No. Nah. Do you have a Switch? We don't know when we're going to get the Switch in. They just send us to them randomly. Um, websites are selling out of nintendo switches as soon as they come in jeez so i went to the source oh i went to nintendo.co.uk yeah their e-shop i was like give us a switch mate so we don't have any <laughs> what you're nintendo <laughs> you don't have any so they said their next predicted their next predicted not even confirmed for nintendo hey, we'll, we'll probably have them wednesday this week so like i've got one on pre-order I've bought it. I think I've. I don't know if the money's come out of my account yet, but I've bought a Switch, ladies and gentlemen. Despite all my complaining, I'm still really excited. I want a Switch. I want to play that Zelda. Yeah, it looks so good. Yeah. Man. Um. But I bought Zelda off of Amazon. Yeah. And that's gonna arrive before the Switch comes. It's already on its way to my house. That's actually kind of good because you'll get to look at it, smell the box, read the manual, and get all <laughs> excited about it. I, I, I'll doubt there's a manual in there. Games don't come with manuals anymore. Really? Nah, man, that's that's a, that's a nineties thing. Hey, Dark Souls comes with the manual, and that's the only game I care about. Really? It's come with a man- manual in the box. I yeah, need to see that. Is it like it got little illustrations? In yeah, it? full on, legit. It's got like a bit of lore. It's got everything. Man, I miss a games manual. I um, think it smells good. You like you huff the games manual. It's yeah, brilliant. I remember getting Nintendo sixty four, the cardboard box would come. You'd get the the big grey cartridge and a big book. Yeah, and you'd have the note pages at the back. You could write notes in. <laughs> My, I, I just had this memory when it was like, I would go and buy a game and then like, I would go and meet my sister after, she, when it went, so this was when I was like 13 or 12 or maybe, maybe a bit older and I'd go and buy a game. Then I would go and meet my sister when she'd like just hung about with all our cool friends at the, the shopping center or the mall, depending on your Atlantic <laughs> persuasion. Um, and I would meet her afterwards and our, our mum would come and pick us up. I remember just sitting in the back seat, like cracking open my new game, smelling the manual, and like getting so excited for how good the game was. The yeah. one that's cr- cropping to my mind is Devil May Cry 2. Nice. And nice. I got super excited. Oh, it was just great. It was a great time. It's good. Good time to buy games when they were actually available <laughs> for the common consumer. Um, so, yeah, that Segway mutant came in with a rose tinted pair of nostalgia glasses. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he does. He's quite, he's quite nice. He's one of the nicest landlords I've ever had. Um, the only downside is he charges us rent now. To be fair, I mean, his name is on the lease. Somehow. How did that happen? Maybe. He was here before us. Maybe he was, like, human when he signed the lease. When he owned the lease. I don't know. I signed. My, I found my contract and it just said finders keepers on it. So, yep, yep. That'll, that'll be it. <laughs> but my money keeps going missing. Yeah. It's like there's some little mouse. <laughs> like, I, I try to pay him and there's all of a sudden my money's not there. Well, did you watch that documentary recently? Um, it was one of the things I was forced to watch it's, in my it, test tube. It's by um, David Dattenborough. 
<laughs> Wasteland Battenborn. <laughs> Wasteland Zoologist. Um, yes, so that's so, a shame. Yeah, but so you will get it and that'll be good. Hopefully by next episode, um, I'll have, have a switch. I'll be able to give a good talk about uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it will very quickly turn into the Breath of the Wild podcast. Yeah, well, I mean, we could both do a little, have a little go, yeah, make it a topic of the week, possibly. But no, I'm just, I'm actually legit looking forward to all the stuff Nintendo, Nintendo are going to bring out a lot of things this year. There's already a lot of cool little indie games coming out on the Switch. Mm-hmm. It just looks like a cool system. I just didn't realize until I actually went to go buy one that it would be so difficult to get. Mm-hmm. If I knew it would be so difficult to get, I would have picked one up day one. Yeah, because it was really easy. It was. It was quite. They were, there was quite a boost at the start. Yeah, but again, Nintendo just aren't making enough of the thing that's making them money. Bizarre. So, well done, Nintendo. Uh, another year, another wasted opportunity. To, well, not waste. No, that's a lie. It's not. They, no. They're doing very well. They're doing fine. They don't need my money. They don't need anyone's money. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, they're not going to go bankrupt for another fifty years. Um, I can talk about a game that is going to be released on the Switch, or may actually have been released on the Switch. Oh, yeah? Hollow Knight. Ah, uh, Hollow Knight. Yeah, you were talking about this. Holy God. Good? Yes. This game has rocketed to the number two spot in my Indie Darlings list. All oh, right. Is this an Indie Spotlight? An indie Spotlight. Indie Spotlight. Indie Spotlight. Now, this is a, for anyone who hasn't played or hasn't seen it, this is a incredibly beautifully illustrated Metroidvania style game. Mm. Um, so it's gothic, it's very hard difficulty, it's got classic, classic um, Metroidvania style progression, so you pick up things to solve other problems, then go back, and then just huge map that's sprawling, secrets, secrets everywhere. It's such a good game. Yeah, I've so heard a lot of good things about it. Um, I am now on around 34 hours, I think. And I've 100%ed it. Cool. Um, it's just just incredible. Like, um, I wrote this, this Reddit post declaring my love for this game. Talking about this one experience I had in it. And basically, there's a way you can fall into a much, sort of, a much higher level area than you should quite early on in the game yeah and I did that it's like a bug or just a no no it, it's like it's a feature I believe it's for like speedrunning or something okay I don't know um, but it gives you access to a much higher level area and uh, I hadn't experienced the death mechanic at this point right. so I was like I can't die I don't know what happens when I die yeah. turns out not much it's very so it's very souls-esque you lose your money and shit you, you, you lose your money and like a little bit of your uh, your Ma- your mana bar, you and then you can go back, back to a spawn point, and then you have to go back and kill your kill your soul and then collect it again. But I didn't know this, so I was desperately trying to stay alive in this super high level area, yeah. trying to find a way to scramble out and get back to where I was. And it was like I'd put I, that was like a f- six hour stint when I was doing this from start to finish. And then I, like when I finally came out the zone, it was like half three in the morning. And like, <laughs> my hands were sweating, I was shaking. I was just like, wow, a game can do, still do that to me as an adult. That's that's incredible. Yeah. A game that isn't made by From Software. Yeah, a game made me do that two nights ago. Oh, really? Not played any new games recently, but I went back to Rocket League. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've spoken about it on here, but I was quite into Rocket League when it first launched. If anyone's not played it. It's essentially football with uh, massive rocket cars. Smash a little ball about. You have to get it in the goal. It's just a cool little sport game, really. Uh, with uh, giant cars you can customize. You can boost. Big rocket boost. Um, based on a game called Super Amazing Rocket Battle Cars or something like that. Which is a much better title. Yeah, it was, it was like a really old game. I don't know when it's from. But anyway, so they released Rocket League uh, almost two years ago now. It's good fun. It's a really good fun just to waste a couple times just doing like four minute little matches. You know, just knocking a ball back and forth, jumping a car around and customizing your car to look like weird Mad Max stuff or a really futuristic car. Yeah. Um, but then I got bored of it. I didn't play it for ages and then I went back and um, it's since gotten really advanced. Everyone who plays it is really, really good at it or either really, really shit. <laughs> and it's really frustrating because I used to be quite good at it. And I'm still, I'm still quite good, but they've released rank tables now. 
It's where everyone's ranked. And because I haven't played for like almost a year, I'm like right zero tier yeah. level or ever, it's just a bunch of fucktards <laughs> just leaping about, just not doing anything, giving people abuse, really high ping levels, just lagging everywhere. Oh like, my God. It's infuriating. And, to get, and that feeling you got where you were like shaking and sweating, that yeah. was me, but just with anger, oh, right. frustration at other people. And uh, yeah, if you ever want to get angry... Just for a bit of a laugh. Get angry. Just play Rocket League. Just yeah. be like, I need to feel something that's not happy for a little while. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I watched um, Arrival. Oh, how was that? It's, uh, well, it's one of the films I was uh, was forced to watch and during my confinement, uh, my mandatory period of confinement. <laughs> um, I watched Arrival. Good movie. Did you see it? No, I haven't. Oh, it's very but good. But I feel I've really missed out. Yeah, I feel I really missed out. So I was like, well, I might as well give it a go whilst I'm here. Um, it's good. It's very good. It's very high concept. Uh, so, uh, it's a, a lady. Uh, she's like a, a linguistics professor. She, uh, she basically gets hired to translate what these aliens are saying. Because mm-hmm. the military can't. Uh, communicate with the aliens. It's just that typical thing, be like, we're gonna blow up the aliens, and the scientists is like, don't blow up the aliens, though. It's that very. See, that's why I didn't go to see it because I thought it was very that because it's something I find incredibly frustrating when it's like every sci-fi movie when it's like there's the smart person who's clearly right, mm-hmm. and then it's just the dumb dumbs being dumb dumbs, and it's like. We must blow them up. And it's just like, oh, God, like, stop being dumb. Mm. Um, That was a frustrating moment, because I was like, why can't you just not be a regular sci-fi film? Interestingly, I wish sci-fi took more hints hints from uh, Terry Pratchett, actually. Yeah? Because it's like, Terry Pratchett has a wonderful way of making the people who are being dumb seem endearing. Okay. So even though you'll be like, oh, right, this smart guy who's right is clearly right, He'll also make the people who are clearly wrong and they're the horde, they're dumb, seem like people too. Yeah. Who are make who aren't making a dumb <clears throat> decision because they're dumb. They're making a dumb decision because sometimes you make dumb decisions. Uh, sometimes um, you just fuck up. And Pratchett's really good at that, but I wish that was applied more in sci-fi because yeah. it, it. When I watch these, it just makes me frustrated because it's like you're dumb and you have no motivation to be to be making these dumb decisions. You're just yeah. being dumb for dumb's sake. Like in this case, it was like the military. Like the, the world's militaries were dealing with the alien. No, it wasn't an invasion. They just arrived. As is the, mm, as in the as, title. As in the title of the film. They just show up and they're like, what do we do with these aliens? They're just here. They don't know what they want. What's going on? And Amy Adams is like, listen, if you give me like some time, I can try and figure it out. You know, just just let me talk. Just to them. give me a microphone and a whole roll of duct tape. Yeah, but essentially they're like, "No, China wants to blow them up." And it's like, "Oh, China, huh?" <laughs> like, yeah, their general's really cruel. <laughs> he wants to blow them up, and uh, there's this it's this whole period. They, 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 well, another thing I don't like about sci-fi is when they just drop time travel into the plot because plot. But a lot dro- of people have said that the time travel in Arrival works really well. It does works really well. I so I'll say they did it very well. Uh, it's a very good movie, actually. I do recommend it, but it is that sort of trope of, like, the army is dumb and the science is good. Kind of true. Yeah, but, like, I'd like to see a film where, for once, the, ar- <laughs> the army are in the right and the science is sort of... Maybe it's, like, a sort of uh, evil scientist and a good army. <laughs> what? I don't know. I've not you, written this movie. Right, just okay. Just... So, so you want to see a film where militarism trumps reason. Just be an interesting concept. Play with it a little bit. See what happens. <laughs> I've not written the movie. This is I came up with this just now. I mean that. I mean that's basically called Western democracy as of 2016. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, but it would be great. It was like, oh, guess what, Amy Adams, you were wrong. They want to fuck us all to death. <laughs> they we should have nuked them. We're gonna kill us all. And you, you told us that uh, that they just wanted to help with with the medicine, um, which. Well, it's been out long enough. It's not a spoiler, but like basically, they're like, "We need. We're dying, and with time travel, you can help us, Amy Adams." And it's like, okay. <laughs> and she just like has weird. It gets a bit Lovecraftian as well, oh, which I, I like, like a bit of that because they're big tentacly monsters, and she sees them in visions, 
because like she spends because basically there's this whole subplot of like people who spend enough time around them they start seeing them in their dreams and shit like start invading their dreams and their thoughts I was like that's gonna be like some crazy horror but it wasn't it was like it was just very um Chris Nolan style you know just lots of wide shots and and orchestral music and being like very like hopeful i suppose hopeful and sweeping That's hopeful very and sweeping i don't it's a nolan film i didn't really pay it's attention nolan. to that i don't know it seemed like a very nolan answer film. in show notes yeah um, open it in show notes chris nolan's arrival yeah. <laughs> um yeah um but i also watched the perfect airplane movie mm-hmm. i realized magnificent seven starring denzel washington and chris pratt yeah. i have seen it and i did not rate it you didn't like it uh it's fine it was yeah know, that's i thought it's fine Fine, it was a bit of moving wallpaper. But if you're trapped on a in a tiny tube for twelve hours, yeah, you will. You put it on because it's it on. kept me going, you know. Well, I also watched um, the Belco Experiment. Oh yes, which is the recent office-based thriller by James Gunn. I like this new enthusiasm. Let's pump it up a bit. <laughs> Belco, guys, it's been a while. We're a bit rusty. We're just gonna do some twists. Yes, uh, the Belco Experiment is the recent office thriller by James Gunn. Now, the premise of the plot is basically you have a bunch of normal office workers, they get trapped in the office and told to kill each other, Battle Royale style. Now, this film has got, like, it's sitting around at 60%, 70%, and I thought, that's pretty fair. It's a good film, but it's, Aye. like, it's got a lot of concepts that are really good. Um, I don't know what, don't know what held it back, really, but there was, like, something that felt slightly stunted about it. But it felt for me equal parts, 28 Days Later, Resident Evil, Battle Royale. Is it like a serious movie? Yeah. Because for me, from what... It, was, it seemed to be advertised as a comedy. I don't know if I, you got that. Yeah, because I assumed it was like a sort of cabin in the woods kind of deal. Yeah. But it's not? No. There are funny bits in it, but it's primarily a thriller. Okay. Oh, and Stan, equal parts Stanford, Stanford Prison Experiment as well. There's a of film course. of that coming out, Stanford Prison Experiment. There's been a few films about it already. Yeah. One with Joaquin Phoenix, I believe. Uh, well, maybe that's the new one? I'm unsure. There's one coming out soon. I'd quite like to see it. So yeah. stay tuned for my reactions on that, if it ever... I mean, the away. Stanford Prison Experiment is one of these like incredibly fascinating and horrifying things. Oh, about, yeah. About human nature. Um, and it kind of confirms... Just things go re- to shit really, really quickly yeah. with human beings in a highly pressured scenario. Um, but I think I think it displays it quite well in the Belko experiment, and the characters are quite believable. Mm-hmm. It did have the f- really frustrating trope of the funny black man says funny things. All right, just like come on, guys, you can do better <laughs> than that. Yeah, yeah. Like the one black character, and you're gonna make him say "damn" and "magon." Oh shit! Ah shit! It's like <sighs> be better. Yeah. Be better than that. Have a th- have a third dimension. Like for crying fucking out loud. hell! Like, and he's the big fat security guard. It's just like, oh come on, dear, come dear on. Me. Um, that 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 bothered me a little bit. Did Not, it undo all the work that Get Out did? No, it didn't. It, it's, <laughs> you know what? I don't. I, I don't even think it's a racist thing at this point. No, it, I just think it's fucking lazy. Yeah, it's pretty lazy. It's like, don't do that. Don't don't just don't. Uh, it's, What's the point? It's boring and it's lazy. Yeah. See if you're, anything's boring and lazy. Don't put it in your creative work. Done. James Gunn, you know, don't do that anymore. However, the rest of the film, good work. Actually, speaking you're, far, of, you're far better than me, but I don't know why you'd let that slip. You're speaking of James Gunn, I uh, saw so most of uh, Nice Guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't finish it. Uh, I, I don't know why I didn't. I just, you know, sometimes you watch a film and yep. it's like you're just watching it whilst you're eating your dinner. Yep. And you're like, I'm kind of done with this film for now. I'll come back to it. I didn't. I didn't go back to it. It's a good film. Like, it's fine. It's a fine film, you know, but I just didn't bother. I was like, ah, this is going to be friends at the end. You know, like it's um, Russell Crowe and uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Playing two particularly interesting characters. They both have their good motivations for doing what they do. Uh, it's a really quite cool sort of like 70s vibe. Uh, I really like the aesthetic of it. Yeah, seventies aesthetic's really good. Uh, the vibes are good. It's a, what was the soundtrack like? Uh, decent. I expected a very good tracks. soundtrack. For yeah, seventies tunes. Uh, interesting movie. Reminded me of like a of like a, a Coen Brothers film. Mm. 
Uh, but I just didn't go back to it. You know, I was like, you know, what ifs. What ifs. Sometimes with the film, you just got to be like, yeah. Sometimes that happens, and that's totally okay. Yeah. I would. I mean, the thing is, I'm disappointed that I've watched all of Magnificent Seven mm-hmm. and only eighty percent of Nice Guys. Like, I don't think there was that much of it left. <laughs> I could probably go finish watching it. You should go back. Do that tonight. Follow up. Next episode. Yeah. Nice guys follow up. Nice guys follow up. And you can have more fully formed thoughts. Because it's good. Like, go watch Nice Guys and uh, email us and tell us what you think about it. I'd like that. (laughs) Um, I would actually like more emails from anyone. Uh, uh, Listeners, please, just ask us questions. I do enjoy that. I'm sick and tired of the spam mail we keep getting. (laughs) Because we have the word podcast in our email. I know. If you're ever thinking of doing a podcast on your own, listeners, do not put podcast in the title of your email. Don't do that. It's a mistake. It's a trap. So you'll just get, pick one. You'll get all of the all of the spam in the world. Nah, don't bother. <laughs> I like them. They're funny. <laughs> you'll get an email like this one from Bella Jerome. Subject heading is hi. The content is how are you? This sort of stuff all the time. Bella hey. Jerome, I'm fine. Uh, Julie Leach makes an offer. Uh, funds made to you by Julie. Reply for info. Send email to julieleach93 at gmail.com. Awful. Just, just shite. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm a widow. I need your assistance. Oh, God. So do send us some legitimate email. We would like that, and we'd like to answer your questions regarding media. Um, that'd be fun. We'd like to hear your thoughts as well. So. <laughs> Mr. Abdel Salem. Salem. All caps. <laughs> this is a, This is some good shit. Sorry, I'm going to continue with this. Derail the podcast a little bit. I mean, you're jumping on segues back here. Well, look, he says, attention, please. I feel quite self. I feel quite safe dealing with you in this important business. Though this medium internet has been greatly abused, I choose to reach you through it because it still remains the fastest medium of communication. However, this correspondence is private and it should be treated in strict confidence. <laughs> At first, I will like to assure you that this transaction is 100% risk-free, and there will be nothing like problem before or after the fund is af- is transfer into your bank account in your country. What? In order to transfer this fund, nine million two hundred ten thousand dollars and zero cents into any of your bank account, you must apply to the bank as the foreign beneficiary. With the text of application I will send to you if you accept to work with me. The owner of the fund is a foreigner, a program leader who was believed to acquire the fund through his secret dealing with Cotton Company here in Burkina Faso, and now he is late. <laughs> the bank shall transfer the above fund into your designation bank account as the foreign beneficiary of the fund. Please be rest assured that this is a real genuine business. <laughs> Real and genuine. I am waiting for your urgent response to my private email, id.abdelsalem at yandex.com. Cheers. Cheers, Abdel. Thanks, man. That's a, that's a good email. I like long emails like that. They're funny. You do. Um, we should email a couple back. That'd be fun. But anyway, yes, do, don't put podcast in your podcast email. you get shite and, like that. And do send us some questions we'd enjoy that now interestingly that i've been working doing such close work with fanny beasts oh i and it has been i have won a beauty pageant or two in my time employee in the of the month. um so it could be said that me working there is beauty and the beast oh interestingly moving on to our topic of the week so you're the beauty of Fanny Beasts. I am the beauty of Fanny Beasts. Well, congratulations I'm the, I'm to the, you. I'm the star of the diner. Well, lock him up in the tower, ladies and gentlemen, because he is the beauty of the beasts. So, um, we both watched Beauty and the Beast with Emma Watson in it. Emma, Emma. Watson looking fabulous, I must say. Oh, oh what, a, what a... Dreamy. Dreamy. Dreamy, some could I would say. Yeah, I mean she's she's pretty. She she is. I want her to. Uh, I want her to. You know, whisk me away and tell me stories because she's smarter than me. She's like a genetically that. adequate human female. <laughs> <laughs> Not to get sexist or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I found her whimsical and liked. I liked it. Yes, um, starring alongside CGI monster. 
played by a guy I've never heard of. (laughs) Who is this guy? And then... um, Did it quite well. Yeah, and then also playing alongside uh, Bard from The Hobbit movies, uh, who plays Gaston. Yep. He's good. He's all right. Playing Um, a lot. Keep going. (laughs) I would agree. And... uh, I mean, I would. This is normally the part of the podcast where I would go through the synopsis of the film. But you know, it, it's Beauty and the Beast. Beauty guys. and the Beast. Um, mean, it's a tale as old as time and a song as old as rhyme. It's Beauty and the Beast. It's about as well as Emma Thompson saying <laughs> it. Um, you know. So I like to I like to do our verdict first before we do discussion. Okay. What did you think? It was all right. It was unnecessary, but it's fine. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Like it didn't blow me away, but there again, it's like there are very good aspects of it, but you know, fine. Yeah. Kept the girlfriend quiet for it, another week. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> that that certainly was sexist. There, <laughs> it was pretty sexy. Young man, I apologize to women everywhere for what I just said. <laughs> You're all brilliant and beautiful, and I love you all. Um, no, <laughs> are you, do you actually think any women listen to this podcast? Um, I know at least one yeah, has listened to an episode. Well, I mean, that's be two because it's our mums. My mum doesn't listen. My mum's dead. My mum died in the fire. <laughs> in, the, in the nuclear fire. In the nuclear holocaust. No, um, yeah. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a fine movie. Just, it, but it was like a date movie. It was like, mm. you know, it's cinema night. It's your turn to choose. Yeah. Go see Beauty and the Beast. It did feel very contrived that way. Yeah, I was like, yeah, all right, let's go see Beauty and the Beast, fine. Um, Can we just take a moment before we like get into any more discussion to talk about the the, the gay scene that caused so much furor? <laughs> oh yeah, it's like uh, right. I didn't realize guys, it caused such a uh, such a hubbub. guys who haven't seen it and guys who are boycotting it maybe because you're a complete homophobe. Do you mean guys as in men? Yeah, guys as in humans. I don't. Uh, but do you mean like, hey guys, or is this like? I'm talking to our listenership. Okay. Um, the the alleged gay scene is two men looking at each other, then starting to dance. The screen time is maybe less than two seconds. At the very end of the movie. At the end of the film. It's about as gay and as sexual as a table. I mean, it's about as gay as two men just hanging out. It was, it was ludicrous. It was utterly ludicrous. And the fact that, like... Like, how was this... This boycotted when oh god it just just looted just offense for the sake of offense yeah I think they've been starved for offensive material since Ghostbusters yeah looking so. for someone to rant about but yeah it was ludicrous anyway I the- mean can I just step yeah. in on that and just be like it was step in. it was cool that like they made they just switched up a bit and be like oh guess what uh, Lefou he's He's a little gay man. Yeah, no, I like. I like He's that. infatuated with Gaston, not as like, because in the uh, original uh, animated Disney film, he's like he's Gaston's little like cheerleader mates cheers him on. Yeah, but he's like a little slimy sort of. The, the, the fact is, he's probably gay in that as well. The guy sings a song about how good his big buff friend is. Of course, he wants him to slip a dig in his bum. Well, he was. <laughs> he's trying to cheer up his pal. It's like don't. Yeah, look. Patch, if I wanted to cheer you up, I'd buy you a pint. I wouldn't sing a song about how big your dick was. Yeah, but you'd say something like, Man, it disturbs me to see you, Patch, looking so down in the dumps. Again, that's very different from being like, <laughs> Oh, your muscles are so sexy, Patch. Yeah. I bet you can have all the ladies and all the guys, Patch. You're so good at fighting animals, Patch. Oh, I like to watch you dance, Patch. It's weird. I like to watch like, you dance. You know, it's quite... <laughs> It would be you if I started saying that. You'd be like, "Okay, man, like, yeah. you, you know, I'm, you know, like, dial it down a bit. Like, geez, it's a musical. Though. Is this just a friendship, or do you want a bit more? If so, we need to have a conversation about that. Well, how would you do that differently in a musical, though? Because it is a musical, remember? In a musical. So, would you have a? Would you have a? Like, song? not how would I have a music? Right. Okay. So, so the subject was, matter of the song. Was, if this was a like a, a, a relationship between me and you, if it and was, you were sad, and we were in a musical together. Um, I'd be along along the lines of I can see you're sad. Let's go to the pub. Da 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 da. Then we go and drink, and then the, nothing the, bad ever happens, happens in at the, the pub. Da 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 da. While there's like people fighting in yeah, the yeah, background. Yeah, yeah, and that'd be it. And then like, oh, let's do a musical. <laughs> and then I'd be like one pint, two pint, three pints, four. 
And then, okay, you know, that's yeah, and it'd that's be drinking. It'd be. And it'd, it'd be, be like drinking. A, it'd and then, be like a sort of German... then towards the end, it'd be like you, you would, it would come to a cliche like da 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 da. Then you'd have um, fiddles going. Then we'd be sad, stumbling home together, talking about why you're sad. Then we get back, have a kebab. We'd have a song about the kebab and the kebab sauce. Then you'd spew. Then we go to sleep. Song done. I was gonna say the song ends with like but that like is like us falling into a cab and the door slams, boof, and then the car drives off. Yeah, that's very musical. But we'll need to have the the lull in the middle where it gets a bit sad. Uh huh. That's very required for a night of drinking. Okay. So there you go. That put that on a t-shirt. That's done. Put that on a t-shirt. So that's. Yeah. So yeah, but it was cool that he. Back to, cool. back to back yeah. to Beauty and the Beast. What else I, I I thought was amazing? See the scene where the inanimate characters, sorry, the like the clocks and the candlesticks. I don't know what you call them. The anthropomorphic anthropomorphic things, objects. When they started becoming inanimate, that was gut wrenching to yeah, watch. Yeah, it was pretty. Man. That was that was pretty sad. That was really sad. Yeah, there was a bit more emotion in the film. Yeah. It was uh, not much, but it was enough to be like you've had you've spent some time with these characters, and you, some of them just I didn't didn't really translate to live action very well. Some of it didn't. Like Mrs. Potts looked scary as shit. Mrs. Potts looked dumb, but some of it translated really well. Well, Ewan McGregor's the candlestick was brilliant. Yes, yeah. Um, Although like, him when he turned human again, yeah, look, looked, that looked everyone weird. when he turned human again, it was a bit too pantomime for me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like why didn't they release this at Christmas? Yeah, it would have been a good Christmas one. It would have been a good Christmas one. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked the interaction. The guy who did the animation, whoever did the animation on the the candlestick and his girlfriend, the like dove brush thing almost like a feather duster yeah th- th- like those those character animations were just just beautiful I really imp- yeah really shout out to the animation that. team that was that was cool um, but things that just yeah because as a live action film there's some stuff that they try. there was shots that they translated literally from the animation to the live action like there's a scene uh, one of the songs where Belle and the Beast are starting to get along mm-hmm. she playfully throws a snowball at him oh yeah like a little snowball goes poof on his face he's like oh and then she's laughing and the next shot is like a giant snowball hits her in the face knocks her flat on her ass like in real life you're like holy f- shit are you okay because <laughs> yeah, no. it's just like she's out for the count and I was thinking if this is real life she'd get up and be like what the shit dude what are you doing like, oh my god I'm so sorry but like for some reason that's like a playful thing they're both laughing and it's like wow it's really violent. <laughs> the thing is, like, you can get away with a lot more in a uh, cartoon in two D animation because, like, the weight is is so attached. Yeah, because snow sound is just sort of like everything. Poof. Yeah, like yeah. snow doesn't behave in the same way. Yeah. But live action snow is like, Ooh. he fucking takes her out. <laughs> it's so bad. It's like, what the hell? Um, Whoa, beast! <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. Fucking no wonder everyone's you know you've, you're a beast. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, it was. There were some cool bits. I'm just trying to think what they are. Like, also, it's like it did. I it was very apparent in my head that it was like, oh god, this is like proper uh, Stockholm syndrome. I forgot oh, yeah. that. Like the thing, yeah, it does more apparent that it is. There's an element of Stockholm syndrome. In also, there. like he's way older than her. Um, because Belle is she called Belle? Is that her name? Belle. Belle. Like she's supposed to be like 16 or something, and he's like mm. been cast out in the beastie nether dimension for like ages but he's remained the same age if I know because it can't be that long because well, all the townsfolk know, know every, well everyone's forgotten about it mm. there's some weird spell they all forget so maybe he's not super old but still I mean, he'd still be older than Belle maybe yeah because in the start it does say frozen year, in years time. past frozen in time I think yeah so he's the same age um I mean, Kind of pointless to get bogged down in the magic of it, I suppose. Yeah. Because it is a fairy tale. Yeah, of course. I know we can't get too bogged down in the the literal passage of time within a fairy tale. I am aware of that. How long must I wait How? for my beefsteak brew? This shit takes weeks to brew, and all I want is a drink of my own patented 
Well, I'm beefsteaks, beefsteak bro. But daddy, what does it taste like? Oh, you do not want to know what it tastes like. Meat and beef and oil and grease. Gas and dirt and soil and grease. <laughs> that is what it tastes like, son. Oh, I wish I could drink some when I'm like you and 300 years old, daddy. <laughs> if you ever live to be as old as me, son, you will need every drop of this delicious beefsteak brew. Brewed by our, by our high king, Warlord Beefsteak himself in his garage. Beefsteak brew may or may not contain geese, oil, gas, or any other chemicals. I think one of the one of the most formative things about it was what my girlfriend said when we came out. Mm -hmm. And she said, the thing I liked most about that was her yellow dress. <laughs> and it's like, when that's the most interesting thing you can say about something, perhaps it's not the most interesting film. See what I mean about keeping the girlfriend happy? Oh. <laughs> I was actually myself that suggested going to see it. Going to see it. Yeah, yeah, I was up for seeing it, to be honest, because the Jungle Book was meant to be good. The Jungle Book was out of this world. And they made a little tweak with the, with the uh, source material as well by making the, the snake into a female character. Oh yeah, it was Scarlett Mop Hansen. Scarlett Mop Hansen, my girl. Back when she was a human. My baby girl, Scarlett Mop Hansen. Uh, but yeah, it's just little tweaks like that. Just make LeFou a gay guy, why not? Yeah. Make a uh, female, why not? Uh, Peach Dragon. I never saw it. Or the original one. Mm. Yeah, so um, they're doing a live action Lion King now as well. Oh, I mean... Uh, I mean, it's not going to be live action, let's be honest. It's going to be CG. It's going to be Jungle King. Jungle King? Jungle King? Jungle Book as Lion King. It's gonna yeah, be same, it's going to be... Um, same level of tech. Unless they do like Homeward Bound style, like just filming lions and then... I hope they don't do that. Superimposing their mouths. I've always thought that was pesh. Yeah, it's always been pretty shit. Um, no. Anyway, we are we are rambling. It's, um, it's become a ramble. It's, I don't actually think we have very much to say about Beauty and the Beast. We just haven't done a podcast for a long time, so it's. I'm just feeling a bit out of sorts, out of... Out of, out of whack. That's okay. Well, Need that's... to readjust, realign my centre. We've done well. Um, I think we should wrap this puppy up. Um, would you go outside for Beauty and the Beast? Um, I wouldn't. No, nah, I wouldn't have gone outside. For I Beauty wouldn't go outside. I would nah. not brave the horrors of the wasteland. There's a perfectly good Beauty and the Beast out already. Like, you know? Yeah. This one introduces a bit of interesting lore about they moved... To the small village because of the plague. Yep. That was alright, I guess. Um, I had totally forgotten about that until you just said it there. Well, there you go. That's how impressive this film is. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we would not go outside for Beauty and the Beast. I think that's our first don't go outside for a long time. I, th I think that's, yeah, our first we both won't go outside for a while. Um, so, welcome, to, welcome back to Don't Go Outside, guys. And... We hope you enjoy season two. We're going to try and keep these out semi-regular, like it was in the first ten. And then once we hit 20, we're going to take another break, then come back for season three. Yeah, so hopefully fortnightly. Hopefully. That's that's what we're squaring for, yeah. but, I mean, don't hold us to that. Don't hold your breath. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it, it, things are turbulent here in the wasteland. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, I might get kidnapped again. Uh, that might happen. I might have to do doubles over with Fanny Beasts. Uh, I mean, the other staff are always calling in sick. Students, you know. Well, I thought they're mutants, so aren't mutants by their very nature just ill. <laughs> so anyway. I mean, yeah, but... Like, <laughs> it's a different thing. It's <laughs> different. It's like real sick. It's different, yeah. Um, but yeah, so thanks for, thanks for joining us. And obviously, we'd love you to contact us, as I say, ask us questions. Mm -hmm. um, tweet us challenges do us do us a favour give us inspiration we would love that email us at dgopodcast at hotmail.com um, tweet us at dennygoat and follow us on Facebook we have one of those now which will just basically give you a full feed of all our all our podcasts and everything we post up yeah we're on iTunes it's not it's not actually iTunes anymore it's Apple Podcasts I think they're calling it oh now. really Apple Podcasts yeah I think so um, what was wrong with iTunes I don't know we're on Stitcher, we're on Overcast, and any good RSS reader. 
Yeah, I'm a podcast addict. Podcast addicts on there. People, people love their different podcast aggregates. Don't I mean, they? I have to use Podcast Addict on my phone because it's uh, weird Android. There's no dedicated podcast uh, app, which is weird. Got to find like third party ones. It's good though. It was a weird one today, huh? It was a weird one, but then, you know, you know, first one for a little while. Yeah, let's get back in the swing of it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Don't go outside. Season two. As always, guys, don't go outside because. Uh, there's a big giant beast out there who might kidnap you and uh, give you Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> as if that's something you can catch <laughs> <laughs> he might give you Stockholm Syndrome and then you need to go to you know you'd fall in love with him you get a hairball from kissing his big hairy face <laughs> and and as always guys don't go outside there is needless gay controversy waiting for you <laughs> Yeah, as always, guys, don't go outside because uh, you might see uh, a character who's just been made a bit different for no reason other than just because, and that might make you furious because you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. And as always, guys, don't go outside because there may be a character who may or may not be gay and you may be so outraged you need to boycott a film that's ultimately not even that great a film, but you feel you mean need to make a difference about a thing that doesn't matter. Just you do you, man. Like, if you be angry if you want to be angry. Just do it. Some of us are angry about a lack of Nintendo products available. Some of us are angry about fictional homosexual characters <laughs> that have absolutely no bearing on the real world. And by real world, I mean the wasteland we live in. <laughs> <laughs>